Here we go. This is exciting. I feel like I'm on TV right now. This is your guy. We've been begging for years and years. I get excited. What are you like, I get yeah, you're excited. like a dog, sure you're like like a dog leg. taking a piss with his leg up. I have I have the point that I'm about to make. Okay. I have, it's like, I'm glad something else isn't sticking up because oh, you're excited. Wow. I think fantasy football nerds and like people obsessed with fantasy football have actually ruined fantasy football now. This is what makes football fun. Like this, these are these big moves, these big storylines. This is what we all eat up. And you're, no. gonna, you're gonna say you're sorry when you did not up text on your phone. Me. Here we go, episode 107 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. That's John Michael Masseri. Big time episode we got for you. A lot of NFL, some Major League Baseball for the first time in a little while. JM, start with you. How you doing tonight? Yeah, not 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 good, Mike. Not not the not. I've been better. Okay, I'll just start off with that. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were uh, wondering what my reaction to all this Aaron Rodgers news is going to be, and uh, not good, not good. Yeah, well, you won Week One. That's where we mm-hmm. are going to start. Uh, the most watched Monday Night Football game in the history of Monday Night Football, from everything we read today. Uh, of course, we're going to get to you know the Thursday night game that comes out tonight, if you're listening tonight. We're going to get to week two. Uh, very excited for that. But we are going to start with uh, what happened on uh, Monday Night Football with the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers down for the season, as we all know. Zach Wilson coming in to try and save the day. Uh, you were there, so why don't you just kind of give a little bit of what the atmosphere was like before the game, during the game, while it happened, and then even after – when they had, you know, basically it was a miraculous win to uh, to close it out against the Bills, who we're going to talk about in a minute. Right. Well, I'll say I've been to some big games in my life. And, you know, I've been to Yankee playoff games. I've been to big football games, big basketball games, college basketball games. That was the most electric atmosphere I've ever been to. Every single fan just had energy that was through the roof. I mean, everybody was just so pumped up. And the Jets did a great job. The pregame ceremonies were great. Obviously, all the 9-11 stuff was very touching and very well done. You saw the player intros with the Rodgers running out with the flag and the other guys running out with the flag. So everybody was ready. Everybody was ready to rock, and it was an electric atmosphere. And, you know, it was an electric atmosphere until the end. I'll give the fans credit. Everybody hung in there. The place felt like it was going to crumble to the ground when Gibson walked it off there at the end. But, um you really felt the energy just get sucked out of the stadium as soon as he went down. You know, I know the heart... I I don't understand the full extent of the heartbreak you're going through, right? And we talk about heartbreak and devastation. Like, obviously, you know, in sports terms, right? I mean, sports, we live for sports. Obviously, there's much more serious things. But in terms of sports, I understand to the extent the heartbreak that you're going through. Because, you know, I've had heartbreaking seasons I've had teams with expectations and players go down when they're not supposed to and you're just looking forward to seeing them but none to the level of Aaron Rodgers like bringing in Aaron Rodgers and having all this hype the entire offseason and even building the team that you built I mean it it's it must I I, again and I chuckle because it's like wow how much honestly I think it's one of if not the worst injury of all time in terms of timing and not sorry not I don't want to say timing because there's been injuries when guys are playing in championship games and this and that but in terms of off-season hype player caliber location the sport everything it just seemed like a perfect storm of the the New York Jets were the story of the NFL they were the story of sports for the past couple of months and 
the fact that one of football's greatest players ended up in New York and it kind of seemed like a perfect story waiting to happen here and all the hype, and then the guy goes down four snaps into the game. It's, it, you really cannot make it up. You can't make it up, and you know, you hear, you, you'll see online, oh, my God, Jets, LOL, Jets. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to say this, okay? You're not wrong. Because, well, you're not wrong, but I don't, I don't, what I'm about to say, I don't mean it like that. And we're going to talk about the future and what could possibly happen with the Jets probably right now. But it makes so much sense that it, this kind of happened to the Jets and the way they now have to go about their business, right? Because the expectations are obviously lowered. Yeah. You still have this absolutely elite defense, one of the top one, two, or three defenses in the sport. And again, the expectations lower. You're bringing in a quarterback that, frankly, was hated in yeah. parts of last season. Doesn't it feel kind of stupid? Like, now we're going to go on this run. I'm not saying they're going to, but doesn't it feel a little Jetsian to say, yes. this guy went down, this guy stepping up, we still have this. Yeah. You, yeah. You kind of play yeah. with the lower expectations. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's. This is a team where I still have some playoff expectations for this team, or at least eight wins, nine wins for this team, because yeah. I just think the defense is fantastic. The weapons are great, and they're going to be better this year, and you're hoping for a fully healthy season out of Brees Hall, who, by the way, was 5-2 and two with the Jets last year before he got hurt. I mean, that was a big deal that Brees Six Hall went now. down. So, yes, I, I, I think that just writing the Jets off is stupid because you they just beat the Bills. Like, you know, Rodgers got hurt four snaps into the game. He didn't complete a pass, and we were able to beat the Bills, who are a team that's been the AFC's champions for many years in a row now. So to, to write them off is stupid, but just to go back to the whole Jets thing, it really is like there's got to be a curse. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to get all stupid Jets fan here, but there really just has to be a curse. It is <laughs> Un you can't even like write that story. Like, you can't write it the you way were, that you'd just be like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, we're being a little over the top here. How about this? The New York Jets, the last time this happened, it was 1999. They were just coming off an AFC championship appearance. They bring out Vinny Testaverde and Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. This is these are, you know. Belichick's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league at the time. Obviously, he turned out to be a great coach. Parcells, a guy who's had, got a ton of stuff on his resume. Now he's the head coach of the Jets. Testaverde's a veteran guy, thought to be the guy who, you know, not an Aaron Rodgers type, but a guy who was going to help them get over the hump and get to that Super Bowl. He comes out, tears his Achilles in the second quarter. Guess who the Jets bring out for the coin toss on Monday night? Vinny Testaverde is there to do the coin toss. And I didn't really even realize that all this went down about Testaverde in 99. And then they're like saying all this stuff about, oh, this is reminding us of Testaverde in 99. I'm like, did they really bring this guy out for Aaron Rodgers' debut? And if anybody you could have brought out, like you yeah. could have brought out so many guys. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a great jet history, but there's still right. other players that you could have brought out. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd take Mark Sanchez over Vinny Testaverde if I was knew that beforehand. Yeah, again, that's very but jet like before the game. How about uh, your boy Woody Johnson walking around in the you know? Which by the way, I respect the pop buttons on the yeah. button down yeah. shirt. I always He's tell got, you you got to pop a button. I always love you. Got, yeah. Listen, you, you got to do it. Yeah, I, I love popping a button. Yeah, you always got to pop a button. Let loose. Woody Woody did a great job with that. But yeah. I mean the. The chain, the chain that yeah. he's got yeah. that says Woody yeah. 
Like, bro, yeah. come on, yeah. dude. I think like, it's funny, but it's actually it's it's comical. It See, looks so are, stupid. These are the so things bad. that like bother you. Like you have problems. Like these little tiny things bother you for absolutely no reason. Well, see, like, you, here, all, you always here, like here we go. things like this. Right, I do, and for I no shouldn't. Reason. It shouldn't. It shouldn't bother me. But it's like, first off, I think the guy's worth sixty-one billion dollars. Okay, yeah, most likely he owns the Jets. Yes, he's a very rich man. Yes. Can we look a, a little bit more presentable? Oh my god! Before the game, you, you know, you act like the guy shows up in an Adam Sandler outfit. Like he's still well better. put together. That would look. Oh, better. that would look better. You'd and, rather, and you'd by rather the have way, baggy gym shorts and also, like an overgrown haircut. Also, by the way, love I, Adam Sandler. By the way, you met Adam Sandler. I did meet Adam Sandler. By the way, sexy red too. Before the game, we got to have the ski uh, yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. And she, and by the way. What's with these rappers and celebrities walking around? She was literally walking around. Did you see this? Yeah, with a gigantic stack of money in her hand. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was hundreds or twenties or singles. I, don't know. I was hoping she'd maybe throw it into the crowd. I could get some. Yeah, it would have helped a freaking day. What but you know, <laughs> it's, you're 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 walking what out. What of it though? What if it actually helped the day? Yeah, I've how listen, much? How listen, much would have helped listen. the day? I was staring, and my friends had to have thought that there was something seriously wrong with me. I was staring out at that blue medical tent for 25 minutes. Everybody around me, like, people are starting to get up, like, all right, come on, like, we got to cheer. We're still in this game, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking out at this blue tent. I'm like, if this guy's out for the year, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And then my friends are looking at me, and I'm literally sitting there to myself. I'm like, JM, you cannot start crying around 60,000 people right now. You are going to look yeah, no, you like can't a bitch. Do like, you can't you be doing that. do that. So I didn't cry. But the only thing that was keeping me sane, or somewhat sane, leaving that stadium, was the fact that we won. Like, everybody was just needed something to be happy about right there. And that's obviously what did it. I mean, it was, a, it was still a fantastic football game. You know, I don't want to sit here and just dwindle about Rodgers. It's it's extremely upsetting, but this football team's still in it. They still believe in themselves. I still believe in them, and they put out a hell of a performance on Monday night. How much did like, – I was thinking about to, that too while I'm watching because I turned it off because it was 13-3. I'm like, this game's over. I'm like, there's no way, he, you know, Wilson's going to lead him to a comeback. And, you know, the Jets actually, before the season started, about a week before the season, the defense had came out and said – well, we want to be like the 85 Bears. We're like the 85 Bears. Right. And you, you don't compare yourself to the 85 Bears. Just like, right. you know, a basketball player doesn't sit there and compare themselves to LeBron James or Michael Jordan. You don't, you don't do that. Right. So that rubbed me the wrong way, and we actually forgot to talk about it last week, and I wanted to rip them for it. But I saw on Twitter, and this was very true, if you want to compare yourself to the 85 Bears, they find a way to win that game. Yeah. And you know what? That defense stepped up and won them that football yeah. game. So credit to them. That's how good – that defense is now let's talk about kind of you know where you were leading to you know you think this is an eight nine win team and i wrote it right here i i I agree i think for the most part they'll compete they'll win about eight nine games but you're talking about an afc that is again what we talked about before the season it's just a gauntlet it's brutal one of the toughest um seasons we've seen from a conference in the league in, in years right so to me, playoffs, like, yeah, you can compete for the playoffs, but I don't see the playoffs with Zach Wilson um, too realistic here. Well, I mean, listen, we're going to have to watch Zach Wilson play. We're going to have to see if there's any sort of improvement from last year. Now, I think Zach Wilson actually did a pretty good job last week. Another thing that people just don't want to talk about, and I wanted Zach Wilson ran out of town last year, believe me. 
Zach Wilson came into that game with zero preparation to be the starter for that game. Like, yeah. you know, he's going up on a, a Monday night game in front of 65,000 people. To, 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 exactly. The Easily. biggest game of his career. And he comes in against a top five defense and, and just in shock that his his idol and his role model, Aaron Rodgers, who came over, they both became very close. They were close before Rodgers even came to New York. They became friends last year in training camp. Rodgers comes over. He watches his best bud go down. Now he's got to just be thrown into the fire. And he made a mistake. He made a few mistakes. You know, he threw the pick to Milano, and he made a couple other mistakes. Maybe missed a couple throws. Maybe, you know, didn't see a guy open or held onto the ball too long. The kid also made some pretty nice plays down the stretch for them. He had that really nice third down completion to Lazard. The ball to Garrett Wilson wasn't perfect by any means, mm, but the confidence perfect. the confidence to switch that audible that was supposed to be a run play, the confidence to switch to that fade and be confident in your receiver and Garrett Wilson, that's something to, to admire. I think that Zach Wilson needs to take somewhat of a step forward compared to last year, obviously, in order for this team to have any sort of playoff hopes. Do I think that's an unrealistic ask? No. I don't need Zach Wilson to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers. He said it himself in his interview. He said... I just need to get as close to Aaron Rodgers as I can. You know, we argued about um, Nate Hackett a lot and, you know, why he was brought here. Was he brought here to lure Rodgers to the Jets or was he brought here because, you know, he's a legit offensive coordinator? And, you know, I tended to side a little bit with the fact that, you know, he was friendly with Rodgers. But we're going to find out right now if he was brought here to be a legit offensive right. coordinator. Right. What is he going to do with this kid? How Can he make Zach Wilson's life – as easy as possible can the scheme work can he have zach wilson be a game manager and if they are able to do that then i'll be proven wrong about Nate hackett am i wrong to just assume that this team could possibly take on the role of like a a 49ers light like i keep trying to call call them not not the current niners more of the jimmy g when the niners went to the super bowl year where they ran the ball 37 times against the packers or whatever the crazy number you're wrong about a few I think okay. First of all, the defense is more than capable to be that level. Yeah, they it's, could the be the, it's the offense. It's the They could be right. the number. One. But the thing is, those Niners teams, the current one and the you know the twenty was that twenty twenty or twenty nineteen twenty nineteen the twenty nineteen Niners the in the offensive line was better, but the weapons. I think the Jets are right up there with them. Yeah, with the weapons, I, I, do, I think it's scheming and coaching on the offensive side of the ball that Shanahan has just fair enough. So but we but also the books out on Hackett. I mean, it's. Yes, I understand the thing of just saying, okay, he's just had success with Rodgers, and he had that season last year with Russell Wilson that was a train wreck, but we're not going to count that. That's a that's a head coach season, and yeah. by the way, look what the Broncos did week one. Sean Payton, you know, it's not an easy task Good first half. Team. Good first yeah, half. Good first half. Fantastic. Um, but we got to also give Nathaniel Hackett credit to come over there when Aaron Rodgers is coming off a down season, and they draft Jordan Love, and all of a sudden he gets there, and Aaron Rodgers returns to MVP form and rips off back-to-back MVP. So the guy obviously knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to find out. We're really going to find out with um, Zach Wilson again. Now, you, did you see what Rodgers posted on Instagram today? I did, yes. Nice picture. So in the caption, he said something like, I will return or... I'll pull it up. I, I the dawn, the dawn up. doesn't... Uh... But a lot of people around the league have said Aaron Rodgers is not going to go out like this. And when he got hurt, it was obviously everything's going through my head. I'm like, this is awful. This is the worst I've felt about a sports in my life. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God, like he, this is an Achilles tear. He's 39 years old. This might be it. He might retire. But... 
what Rogers said in his Instagram and what guys around the league are saying, it and what Coach Sala said, saying that he would be shocked if he retired. It seems like he's gonna uh, give it another go, but we'll see what happens with the rehab, and we'll see if uh, you know that's just speculation. But the night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Yeah, I'll say this: it's kind of half joking, half not. The way that team was pass protecting early, and even during the game, yeah. something yeah. might happen to him. But <laughs> Later that's the, in the thing. Season. Okay, but this is the thing. Which makes it even more ridiculous and stupid Jets curse and this mm-hmm. and that. Yes, the offensive line was a concern. And we talked about them over and over on this. He was going to get hit. No matter how good your offensive line is, you're going to take a couple nasty hits throughout the year. Every quarterback does. For him to take a hit and get hurt on the fourth snap of his career with the Jets is ridiculous. There is obviously some sort of devil character or, you know, Joe Namath shook hands with Satan himself. Joe Namath might have to go something. six feet under. Listen, I'm just saying. He might. If anybody sees Joe Namath, Joe Namath on the street. Don't be afraid to don't, push him. Don't, no, no, don't tell him I sent you. No, yeah, no but really, like, it's... No, there is a... I, I believe it. I, I do. I think... I mean, yes and no. I think there's something to right. being it's, an it's, inept organization, and yeah. I think there's just terrible luck. Yeah. Like, that yeah, is that's just, just terrible luck. Terrible luck. Terrible and luck. Didn't Rodgers apparently hate... Um, the cut chop blocks, block, the cup blocks, yeah, whatever the cut it was, blocks and all that stuff. So, I don't know. And then you look at the video, and he could have hit the guy on the. Like he could have hit Garrett Wilson on that. He held the ball a little too open, and you know, that was a, a problem for Rodgers apparently last year. He wasn't throwing down the, to the middle of the field enough, and was kind of making some mistakes. So, I mean, we could sit here all day to the what if game. The only thing I will say now, your quarterback is Zach Wilson. Their options are the options are out there. You're gonna need a backup. The Jets are going to get another quarterback. They're gonna get a backup. Yeah. To me, I think the perfect option, and then you're gonna have to trade for him. But I I love Brissett. I really like Jacoby Brissett. Go look at his career numbers. He's got good career numbers. He's a guy who takes care of the football. He did a great job with the Browns last year, being a game manager and actually you know making some plays and you know winning them some games last year. I think he's a great option. I think Brissett, I, I don't think you bring him in to be a backup. I think you bring him in to start. I think Brissett comes I mean, in here the, and the, starts. The, not, no, you don't have to do that. They, not, the not commanders the first brought week. him in. They started Sam Howell. You don't need to bring him in to be a starter. He's been a backup his whole career. Let's just keep doing what he's doing. I would like Brissett to start. Not obviously right away, like a couple of weeks from now. Right. But All right, but okay. If you go into week nine and the Jets are, they'll have their bye. So let's say the Jets are three and five going into week three nine. Three and five. What do you do? Zach's your quarter. Zach's your starting quarterback. Are you saying, all right, let's ride it out with Zach? No, at that point, are you, you saying, at let's point, go trade for somebody? I think know. you need to trade for somebody right now. Yeah. Whether it's Brissett or but it's I don't a lower think, level. But, but or, obviously, if you trade for a quarterback now, he wouldn't even start this week, obviously, with no preparation. No, but uh, you, you give Wilson the, the you, runway. Right. And if Wilson fails, then you bring him in. Right. Right. But. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna trade for somebody that is worthy of starting. Like a Brissett to me, as soon as he's ready, he's over Wilson in my mind. But I don't think they're gonna bring in somebody where we say, "Oh, right now, I still think Wilson is ahead of him." Also, let's keep in mind here. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be a Zach Wilson truther because, like I said about five minutes ago, I, last year I was ready to kick him out of town, and he had an awful season. He's pretty bad. The guy's going into his third. He's in his third year in the NFL now. He's now playing in a quarterback room with Aaron Rodgers. He had the whole offseason for that. And I think he also earned a little bit more respect of the locker room as he wasn't just looked at as, you know, 
the kid who was just, oh, he's like the chosen one kind of a thing. And he's just put in, here you go, Zach, here's the keys to the team. He was humbled. He's respected more in the locker room now, I think. I think his ego also, I think he matured because of this whole process. So could have a, I'm not telling you Zach Wilson's going to go out there and throw 35 touchdowns this year, but he could have an improved season from last year and be a competent quarterback. He has a chance to do something pretty effing hysterical yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. Let's just let's just leave it yeah, like that. 100%. All right, let's flip it over, okay? Because not that I was killed for the take that I made a couple of weeks ago that I didn't think the Buffalo Bills were much of every, anything. And Definitely I, raised some eyebrows. I, I raised some eyebrows, but I didn't think the Bills were going to make the playoffs. And now I think that'll probably change with Rodgers being out. Right. But, man... Did that team look bad? And can I say something? Because I, I think this goes unnoticed a little bit, and it's a credit to what Joe Douglas has done building the team. But specifically on the defensive side of the ball, do you not see like the way they built this defense? Right. The defense was built to stop right. one human being. Right. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. And last season they beat him at home with Wilson. Yep. They should have beat him in Buffalo late yep. in the season. And then they beat him last week. Yep. They've built this defense to stop one guy, and they've done it successfully. And if you could stop this guy with all his talent, you could probably stop most of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. So, again, it's a credit to the way they've built this defense. Yeah. But he – this guy, Josh Allen, tries to play hero ball. He turns the ball over. He takes way too many yeah. hits. He turns – oh, 100%. He turns the ball over a lot. It's a like, problem. This isn't like a, oh, stop, you're just trying to pick yeah. a problem with Josh Allen. The guy has 39 turnovers in his last 17 games. That is a massive problem. Think about it. If I told you, oh – you guys, your favorite football team's playing this weekend. Okay, you guys are guaranteed for at least two turnovers this game. You'd be like, well, that sucks. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I don't want to turn the ball turn over you twice. you got to win the turnover The quarterback's battle. doing it more than two times a game over his last 17 games. So this is why I think that the Bills are never going to be able to win a Super Bowl as long as he keeps playing like this. And He's going to give the ball away in big moments. They can't keep relying on the passing game constantly and for him to be their running back and this and that. Which, by the way, I know he's a big-body guy. And he's, you know, less susceptible to injuries when he's running than some other quarterbacks. But the guy tried freaking hurdling a linebacker on, like, third and 13. He's a problem. He tried hurdling a linebacker. He And he was, oh, by the way, he was, like, five yards away from the first down mark. He, they got problems. And let me say this. Look at the division, right? A lot of times you like to build your team, you know, again, like the Jets did. Like, they got to play Josh Allen and defeat Josh Allen. So you're going to build your team a little yeah. bit to stop certain guys. Bill's offensive line's not good. That no. New England defense, you see what they did to Jalen Hurts? Yeah. That New England defense is legit, and they're well coached, and we'll yeah. talk about them in a little bit. Miami's got a little bit of a pass rush. Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins up oh, the yeah. middle. Oh, yeah, they freaking destroyed Herbert on that last play of the game. I mean, and obviously the Jets have the best defense in the league. Right. You know, what are you, how are we building this team, Buffalo? Right. You've got this quarterback. You've got this legit right. superstar when he's on and playing right, and you're not protecting him. There's... I mean, Cook looked okay, but there's little to no running game. And we talked about the the problems with the health of the defense, too. Yeah. If you got a guy, you know, Von Miller's already down. Micah Hyde's a guy who's dealt with some injury problems. If you got guys going down on this defense, you're in it, trouble. It ain't good. It, they they And again, I think now with Rodgers being out, there's a chance they will get into the, the playoffs. I think another team's going to sneak in over them. But... Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, how are we not? Why? And, and people will uh, on the national media will say, you're crazy. You're just, you know, you're just on the, you know, you're a hater. Right, it's overreaction. Right. You're hating. It's and not an overreaction. It's not an overreaction. We've seen this team fall short year after year. They almost lost to Skylar Thompson at home last year. And their year. team is worse this season. Yeah. It is a worse and football they team. And are, they are, they're not going to figure out the run game this year. 
James Cook might have a fun year in fantasy football. He better. He's not going to – this is not going to be a team that you fear the run out of their running backs. Even the way they scheme – You're going to fear it with him. The way they scheme runs, too. They're mostly a spread offense. They're not doing a lot of under center. And they're just there's no sort of excitement in terms of the running plays that you're seeing out of this team where you're you're getting a little more creative in a Niners style where we saw the Jets get creative last week and open up some some holes and you know have some interesting runs and open up space for Brees Hall. And for a guy that could put the ball anywhere, he stares down a receiver, man. Oh, mostly yeah. digs. And oh yeah. There was a play on the on the in overtime when they got yeah. the ball first. Yeah. It was a I forget exactly what the, the down it was like third and whatever. And it was just a quick throw to, yep. to Diggs, and it was it was nowhere near. He was staring at Diggs. Yep. There's two guys on Diggs. Yep. It's a problem. This is I. This is why I just don't think that he's ever going to get to the level of like Mahomes, and I think he might stoop under that level one day with Herbert and Burrow and them. He might create a new tier. But if I he, know the guy's very talented. He's got all the arm strength in the world. He had a fantastic touchdown throw to Diggs, but. Games like that against great defenses are what's going to happen in the playoffs, and we've seen happen in the play. Josh Allen had some great playoff games. But listen, he hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl, which has been a problem with this team. He might be be Russell Westbrook. Wow. At his peak. At Westbrook's peak. I mean, it's tough to compare the sport. I mean, listen, I'm 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 going to... I'm going to flip a little here for a second because I'm the one who always defends Rodgers and defends these other guys when I say we got to relax with accounting for quarterbacks with the wins, with Super Bowls and this and that. Because I'm not saying look win, at the though. situation. I'm here. not saying but win. But right now, we're talking about the Bills and we're talking about Allen from a team's perspective. perspective. We're not talking about, you know, if Josh Allen's MVP race. We're talking about what the problem is with this Bills football team and why what? are they not getting to the Super Bowl. And it's because of Allen's turnover problem. And it's not just because of that, but it plays a big part in it. Yeah. Worried, worried about the Bills. Absolutely worried about the Bills. Uh, we'll see what happens, though, because I think we'll talk about them in a little bit. Like, you, you tell me who's the team that slots in over the Jets? Might be an overreaction. I think it's Cleveland. Mm. I think it's Cleveland. I'm still not on Cleveland. Well, that'd be four. Also, there'd be four teams I would have in there. The Bengals always start out slow. That's like unknown. That's like been a thing. No, I'm not saying the Bengals aren't gonna. No, but they the Browns beat the Bengals. Like that, they the Bengals have always say that five times. The Bengals. Yeah, but the that's ba- kind of weird. But you know what? What they did to the Bengals. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, let's yeah, talk about smacking the freaking table, man. Sorry, Remember I, I told you that. I know you did. You actually you're, did you're tell me. Little ticks, man. You, okay. Do something else. Like I'll get you like a, a cushion or a pillow <laughs> to hit or something. You're gonna put a pillow on this. You're gonna put a pillow yeah, on this sure, table. Yeah, sure. They won't mind. My, my coffee. Starbucks. By the way, Starbucks is coffee for the rich. I've noticed that. You know how much this coffee was? Like uh, six something. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a joke. No free advertising, by the way. Yeah, no, no free <laughs> advertising. No, this is anti-advertising. Don't go to Starbucks. You know what? I'm a psychopath. I drink my coffee black. Mm. Straight black. Yeah? Yeah. I got a little mocha on it. Needed to spice it up a little bit. Mm. Spice it up? Not spice it up. Sweet but like take. It up. Yeah, take the the bitterness sh- away. Yeah, I'm like, mm, yeah. I, c- I really couldn't do that tonight. You're a little kid like that. You like hot chocolate, and I love hot chocolate. But I'm drinking coffee. Good for you. I've you got grown about eight pumps of chocolate syrup in there. Yeah, but- and I literally, I was like, <laughs> one, I said one pump. I was like one pump because I want to wake up a little bit. So I'm like, give me one pump. Nope. So don't go. The, the okay. baristas don't even listen to you. Okay. I, I mean, that, that's the problem right now. All right, let's move on here though to the other New York team. 
well, the third New York team or the second New Jersey team, whichever one you want to call it, <laughs> uh, the New York Giants, New York football giants who, you know, crapped themselves, embarrassed themselves on Sunday Night Football. And, you know, we'll talk about the game a little bit, right? But, I mean, it's really going to be about, like, is this team – like, what, just what does this mean for this team? What did that performance do for that team? So, to me, it was the worst football game I have seen in my entire life. And we played football. We played on a couple of bad teams. Um, we've seen a lot of bad football, especially the two of us, right? <laughs> Look up the teams that we root for. We've seen a lot of bad football. I don't think I've seen a, a worse played game in my entire life. And I, I do want to read the, the stat that I don't know if everybody saw, if I could just find it really oh, quickly. Oh, that whole thing about like in a season thing? Yeah. yeah this is so no team has ever lost 40 nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7 nothing or worse, lost the turnover battle 3 nothing or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, and threw a pick six in the same season. Okay, surely Gi- that couldn't have been done in one game. No way the Giants could do that in one game. Right? Oh no, they did. They did do that. You know what? That those are all insane stats. You know what the craziest one to me is? What? Dallas had 265 total yards of offense yeah, and won 40 nothing. Ridiculous. To me, that is actually almost da- crazier like, than that. Dak didn't do anything. No, Dak didn't play good. He didn't. He didn't do because, but he didn't have to. He no. didn't have to do anything. No, he didn't have to. I'm like, and we're looking on defense, and I'm like, oh, who had a good game on defense? I can't tell you who had a good game no. on defense. Oh, They're no. like a bunch of giant uh, fan pages posting, well, Deontay Banks played good. Really? Deontay played. How many times did Dak yeah. Prescott throw yeah, the ball? Yeah, really. Uh, Lawrence, I guess, had a pretty he he had, did I have saw a, him in the backfield he, he a couple a, times. Lawrence you know. actually did have a good game, and you could you could tell he had a good but, game. But, uh, I mean, it, it was, it was but, an embarrassment. And it starts, uh, it, it starts with two places, right? Something we never thought we'd say. It starts. With the coach, who clearly didn't have his team, the whole entire coaching staff, they didn't have their team prepared. That was number one, and number two, up front, that right side of the offensive line was killing their quarterback. Yeah, it's you know you don't want to overreact to week one. Okay, we try, we always gonna. say we're not going to overreact to week one. This is I'm not going to come out of here and say the Giants are going to get killed every week and they're about to win three games, but. I think every Giants fan's expectations for this year were just humbled a bit. And, I mean, how could they not be? You just lost 40 to nothing. And, by the way, this is after you're coming off a playoff loss to Philadelphia, who you weren't expecting to beat, but also pretty much wiped the floor with you. Right. I mean, you're outscored, what is it, 78-7 to in your last two games. That, yeah. It's not what you want. No, in the I famous think, words of Joe Girardi, not, <laughs> not what you want. I think a lot, and I wasn't one of those people. I had hope, sure, but... I think a lot of Giant fans had crazy expectations for this season because yeah. we you got to remember something. This isn't making an excuse for what happened on Sunday night. This isn't making an excuse in case this team wins six games. But you're in year two of a rebuild, technically, right? Because last year was year one under a new regime, and they surprised everybody. Now it's about taking the next steps, and we talked about it. Taking the next steps can be winning eight games, becoming better, and not making the playoffs. That's still possible. But I think Giant fans took the expectations to a whole nother level and thinking this is a playoff team, this is a playoff team, and I don't think they're there yet. And it was, I mean, did Dallas not show it? And again, Dallas isn't that good. The Giants aren't that bad. But Dallas showed there is still a large talent gap between the Cowboys yeah. and the Giants. I mean, you mentioned it before. This has to fall on the head coach, though. I mean, I guess they, everybody. They I guess just everybody. Okay, but it. Dable needs to take a big chunk of responsibility for this. And he did. He did. But I'm 
I, I know that he did. I'm just saying the way the media and the way that you and Giants fans and everyone around the league treats Brian Dable, did he do a great job last year? 100%. We weren't expecting the Giants to come close to the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs. They win a playoff game. We both agreed there was a little bit of luck involved there. The Vikings were one of the worst playoff teams, one of the most overrated teams in NFL history. Sure. They matched up great with them week one, and then we, uh, uh, the first round of the playoffs. And then we talked about how they just got absolutely killed by the Eagles. There is a clear gap here, like you said, between the Giants and the top two teams in the NFC East still. That's obvious. But the way the Giants just came out completely unprepared, completely overmatched in that game, and the way that they just completely lost all sense of fight and hope so quickly needs to be addressed a little bit. I think that's got to fall on Dayball a little bit. Like, sure. come on. It does have to fall on Dayball, but I also don't think Brian Dayball can do anything if his right tackle and right guard don't block anybody. And when you try and throw the football, you physically can't. Jam, but there I mean, was... How sloppy was it? There were penalties. There were stupid penalties no, that they committed. 100%. That stuff's on the coach. Dr drops. You know, Saquon's drop. There was... Uh, What's-his-face? Hodgins had a bad drop over the middle of the field. I mean, it was... I don't want it to was sit raining. here and make excuses. Yes. It was pouring yes. rain all night. But how many... I, I'm not going to rip on you because you said you don't want any excuses. But, like, how many excuses are we going to make for them? I think the excuses that kind of have to be made. Like, where you look and you say... Well, this was happening. Again, I agree. The penalties, not looking prepared, um, be looking defeated early on, that all is on the coaching staff, on Brian Dayball, falls on his shoulders. But I think another part of it is, you know, the offensive line was not ready to go up against what is a great front, 100%, not taking anything away from yeah, Dallas. But, but, but that's got to be schemed. That you can, you're, you're telling me they got up there and they said, oh, my God, that's Demarcus Lawrence. That's Micah Parsons. I didn't know they had these guys. You know what I mean? Like, no, you knew <laughs> Dallas has a great front. Of course you there, did. There was no sort of scheme that was like any sort of creativity that could have countered that, it looked like. Daniel Jones was just out there dropping back and running, you know, running around, picking up rushing yards. And the people blaming him, by the, the way. The Jesus only Christ. Thing, the only thing that was, had some sort of sense in that game where the Giants looked somewhat positive was the first five minutes where they drove down the field and then they got their field goal blocked. But that, all those moments right before that, their offense was looking pretty solid. But again, JM... They ran the ball a couple of times with Saquon, great. And I know it's pouring rain, whatever. And then they tried to drop back and pass. And Jones had to sprint out to the edges to get away from pressure. They couldn't block anybody. So you want to put that on coaching? Fine. I'm putting that on. Those guys up front weren't man enough to stop those guys. They were completely okay, overmatched. This and... That was but the this problem is why in this I, game. This is why I think I said you shouldn't overreact to week, week one, but this is why I think that this Giants season could be headed for a dark place that we didn't project. I mean, I said they'd have anywhere from seven to ten wins. I think the possibility is they could dip below that now. When you look – come on. We're looking at this roster, right? The offensive side of the ball is not impressive. Saquon no. Barkley's an impressive guy, right? Getting up there in age a little bit, but we still expect Saquon to have some really good production. Darren Waller was your big shiny toy this offseason. He's already dealing with a hamstring injury, which, by the way, is the same exact injury he had yep. last season, which is a gigantic red flag. I mean, it that was. is awful to and hear that coming out of week the, one. It's, it's just it, That is not going to end up well. And Daniel Jones does not have the weapons around him, but... I also think that this is going to be like kind of Daniel Jones is going to keep getting a free pass and a free pass. I, I, you know me. I don't believe in Jones. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think that this year it's just going to 
he's going to have the same year at the most that he had last year. I think, I think that's what you're looking at for Daniel Jones. There's no, there's going to be no step taken out of Daniel Jones. I, I think we're overreacting a ton to Week One. I do think the coaching staff, I, you know, we got to. Are they going to resort back to the mean? Right? It was the mean. Was the average uh, what they were last season? I don't know. They're, you're playing better opponents. I, I think the coaching staff. They outperformed what they should have been last I year. I think the coaching staff will get better. I think that was an aberration, what we saw last weekend. Yes, maybe they're not the, going to lose 40 maybe They're the, not going to be that outmatched. Maybe the offensive line is a bigger issue than we thought. Because, again, I never thought the offensive line was a strength. But I didn't think it would cost them a game like it did, especially in week one. Right. I thought they'd scheme better for it like they did last season. The offensive line was not good last season. They actually – you would – thought they would have been improved this season so the offensive line is not going to be that bad right as long god willing everybody stays healthy i think they'll kind of come back to what they're supposed to be so i'm not saying this is gonna again I'm not, i didn't think they were going to be a playoff team but i don't i'm not there yet to say oh they're going to drop below kind of what we thought i'm not there to say well you know what jones isn't going to take the next step i don't know what he's going to do right i mean i get it it's week one it's week one the thing that just that irks me and I need to talk to you about and yell at you a little bit about mm-hmm. is this whole BS Robert Sala versus Brian Dayball thing. Everybody was giving Brian Dayball flowers this offseason saying he's this fantastic head coach. What a great job he did last year. Blah, blah, blah. Robert Sala, who I've came and defended constantly saying well, look what he did with this team everybody loves to play for him he took a defense made it an elite defense and blah 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 Robert Sala just had his franchise icon go down four snaps into the game and he had his backup bust quarterback come in the game and they won against the Buffalo Bills which is a huge in a prime time scenario also Brian Dayball has his team get absolutely embarrassed, look so underprepared against the Dallas Cowboys, who are your division rival. You're at home. It's a primetime game, the eve of 9-11, and you just get absolutely destroyed. And, like, this is why I said to you, I'm like, you love Brian Dayball, blah, blah, blah. But then I said, listen, you said the same thing about Joe Judge. Like, why are we just so quick to, with these head coaches, just be like, oh, Coach of the year, he's a great he's a great coach. Here well, first you go. off, Dayball won Coach of the Year. Judge didn't. Second no, saying, of all, look, but like okay, look at Doug Peterson, the guy who we thought was a phenomenal head coach. Then the Eagles were ready to run him out of town. You know, he did all that stuff where he started Nate Nate Sudfeld week seventeen or whatever, and it was just an embarrassing leave. And we thought Doug Peterson was a terrible head coach. Now we all think Doug Peterson's a good head coach again. Yeah, I mean, I think Doug Peterson was probably a good head coach then. No, but I'm saying like. The way that we view these coaches is ridiculous. Where I, yeah, we I'll, just I'll anoint a coach as a great coach, and we anoint. A, which, by the way, the solid stuff like came like there was no reasoning. It was just like, oh, he's not, he's not authentic. He's not genuine. Oh, like, I yeah, know. he was. I'm sure he was putting on a front when he went and tackled his punt returner as the Jets won the game the other day. That was just for the cameras. Well, I didn't. I didn't like the way he presented himself in uh, Hard Knocks. I think it was a little corny. But either way, All right, let's you have want, someone follow you with a camera. You want to go? Day. You want to go? I love that. You want to oh, go? Yeah. Um, you want to compare him? Let's compare him. I think last season, Dayball. Again, we talk. We talk so much about it. So much with little. Right. That roster was. Terrible last season. And by the way, I'm going to give you a. I'm going to kind of give you a win here. 
the na- the way the national media covers Dayball, I think, is absolutely insane because they really do give him like, oh well, you know, the Giants are going to be just they're going to be good because of Dayball, and like the way they treat him and respect him is, I think, a little bit over the top. Like I like Dayball, I think he's going to be a really good coach. I I think it's a little over the top, but look at what he did last season with absolutely nothing, right? And don't remember this last season in the middle of the year they started to lose some games guys got injured wasn't looking great and they found a way to respond win a couple of games late get to the playoffs and win a playoff game yeah but they had a- hold on robert sala last season right in year two in a year that they were kind of you know supposed to compete right the jets were supposed to compete last season a little bit got off to a great start what were they five and two yeah six and two five and two lose the last what seven games of the year Looked absolutely inept. Yeah. Handled a quarterback situation. I, I Him and Douglas, I think, for a while handled it bad, and it got bad. But I think part of the reason was the way the coach and the GM handled it. He had a hand there in was, the but season there was some being blown there. Mike year. White was going to be the guy from that point forward, and he got hurt. I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, crap, Mike White's down, and so your options When did Mike are, White get hurt, though? After the Vikings the, game? Yes, and then he would. I believe he played in the Buffalo game, and he got hurt even more that game. Or I think he hurt his ribs or something like right, that. Right, he, he hurt his ribs in the Vikings, but, in the Bill game. But this thing with the Giants, like, I am going to overreact a little bit from week one because what do we see this offseason? Like, they didn't really do much except get Waller, right? The, 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 oh, the, come the on, roster, dude. Uh, you, what, you got Paris Campbell? And you, and you, you want me to Deontay go over? Banks. You want me to go over the the ton of changes that they had? And by the way, you want to talk about problems they had week one? They had a lot of new guys playing with each other. Tough to gel in the pouring rain prime time against a really really good team. The amount of new guys they have playing with each other on this team this year, definitely yeah, but they're not good new guys. Oh, they're what? not. Remember, look at the roster. Bobby Okereke is not good. No, he's good. Deontay Banks, a rookie corner. You cannot look at this roster and be like, they're a playoff contender. No, I don't think... Or even... They're not going to... They're not even... They might not even be the third best team in this division. I don't think... You're going all over the place here. I think that when you look at the team, they brought in new players, whether they're average players, mid players, young players, or good players high-level players, they are new guys playing with each other, okay? It is unquestionably a more talented roster this season than it was in the past season, okay? It's year two in a new offensive system for a lot of these guys, year one for the new guys. So, I, I, listen, I get why you didn't believe they were going to be a playoff team. I understand sort of why people thought they could compete for the playoffs. Obviously, my train of thought was they'd compete and not make it. I think that's completely unfair for you to say, oh, look at them. They're not a playoff team. On paper, they're not. They're they're a team that that overachieved last year. To me, the Giants have maybe the – this is tough to do off the top of my head, but I'd say they have the 20th best roster in the NFL. To say that – They are not a top half of the league in terms of roster. To say they didn't improve from last season is showing that – Listen, you don't know every, the Giants. Every, that's what you just said. Every team improves from the off se- from the previous season besides like the Arizona Cardinals. That's what we think on paper. Everybody looks a little better on paper no, they the year after. They improved their roster. And again, it shows how bad the roster last season to say they improved their roster in a pretty big time way compared to last season. That like that is What is no the big joke. time way? You still have no wide receivers. 
The defense is still sketchy in the secondary. I mean, what major improvements did you make besides at the tight end position? You added the tight linebacker. end. You added, sure, you added you a added solid a, linebacker. Bobby Okereke is a JM, top 30 that, linebacker in the league. That was a you didn't get major, Bobby Wagner. That was a major problem last season. Um, some reasons why they lost a bunch of games, okay? They lost a lot of games because they didn't have a line. A, Functional linebacker. They had Jalen Smith, who they picked up off the practice squad starting the playoffs. None of these moves are like moving the needle, though. And now you're dealing with this stuff with Waller getting hurt already. But they didn't. Like, if they would have just, again, you improved the roster. If they stayed the same, eight, nine wins, like, that's what the expectation was. I so just think I think they're I think they're I think they the Giants have with this Daniel Jones contract and the way that they've handled the personnel on this team I think they've kind of cornered their, themselves in to a like we're stuck at mid situation that's what I think they've done I, uh, I and it know. starts at the quarterback I, they can get away from the quarterback in a year and a half if they want two years if they want to. They can get out of the quarterback's okay, contract in two easier years. Easier said than done. I mean, you know, now you It's got, not. They're guaranteed. They're, they're done after yeah, two I'm years. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, who knows what they're going to look like in two years. And who knows the that, rosters Who knows going through built. a quarterback change at that point that they'd want to even keep Dayball. Who knows? I hope we don't get there. I don't think we're going to get there. I really don't. And I think the Giants will show enough this year um, to definitely keep it. We, we can't be... Come on, that's that's the complete overreaction that I've seen on Twitter the past couple of days, and I'm like, are you kidding me? There's no way that this season is going to end up so terribly that Dayball is being considered. That's what you said about Joe Judge, though. Joe Judge was like, we got the guy. Like this is Joe Judge is the guy, and then the second year. It didn't even take until weeks eighteen to get to that point. It was like by week eleven, like the locker room was gone. It was just a yes. A but sh- the problem was Judge lost the locker room. This guy, at least from what you hear, you have said that from what you hear, these guys love playing for him. Absolutely adore playing for Brian Dayball. So, which I I believe. I'm not saying he's a phony. I'm just saying to to just jump the gun on Dayball like the Giants have done and like the media has done. And just to assume that this team is just going to take a step forward, and Daniel Jones is going to, you know, be great way, this year. The, and blah, I don't blah. think it was the media that jumped the gun on Judge. I think it was fans that jumped the gun on Judge, including myself. Talking about Judge I, or Dayball? Judge. I'm talking I about Dayball. I know I, you're saying the media j- jumped the gun on. I other, said the media is ju- jumping the gun on like Dayball. they did with the other coaches. I think it was more the fans with Judge. I think everybody's on board with Dayball, and I think there's a reason why everybody's on board with Dayball. I think there's a reason why other coaches respect Dayball. I think there's a reason why former coaches say that's a pretty damn good coach. I think there's enough conviction within people around the league to say, "Oh, this guy's a really good coach." Players that have played for him, damn, that's a good coach. Gronkowski saying that's a guy I'd come out of retirement for. Those speak volume. Answer me this: If the Jets got blown out forty to nothing, what were you have said about Robert Sala? Because you love to find opportunities to rip on Robert Sala. What was in in the way? If the Jets lost to the Bills with Rogers with, down, with with Rogers down, if they lost forty to, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say anything about Sala. I wouldn't have said anything about Sala. Mm-hmm. Not not with that happening. There's nothing to get him. I think you would. I, I think he's got a really good chance to prove a lot of people wrong, including myself right now. Okay. If they were able to really salvage this thing and win eight, nine games, he's got a chance to save himself. I don't even think it would be fair if they won five games and to, to let him go. I don't think that would be fair. 
We got to move on, though. That's a lot of time yeah, on the three New York teams because um, we got a little bit more to talk about. The AFC North, let's run through them quickly because uh, the Bengals, oof, uh, your boy Joe Burr did not. Uh, yeah, not great. Yeah, I really like the Browns in this game, and, and, and it went my way. Should have put it on my star picks. I didn't. Yeah. What's the update there? We're tied, right? Uh, you're 2-1. and one, I'm 1-2. One we'll talk we about have the same We'll talk about pick. that in the gambling show anyway. But um, Bengals. Michael's in, punching the table. Again. In Cleveland. Right. Not good. And the rain was terrible and Watson looked bad. But I think this was and, – and, you know, we saw it last season as well when Burrow went to Pittsburgh – he didn't play really well, and he didn't have a training camp, and he didn't play in preseason, and the right. same thing happened here where they just didn't play well, and Cleveland looked really good, right. and Cleveland's really good up front on both sides of the ball. They are. Really good. They definitely they are. There's not much to be talked about in terms of worry about the Bengals here. Not at all. This is, like you said, Burrow's done this before. He's missed training camp before. This has happened it's they're known for starting off slow. I remember the Jets had the Bengals week three last year. Coming into that game, it was like, oh, is this a down year for Cincinnati after losing in the Super Bowl the year before? We'll score that game. And they, they, I don't remember the exact score. I could tell you that they scored at least three or four touchdowns against us. It was not, you know, down pretty. to the wire by any means. Wasn't pretty. Um, I, I want to say thirty-one, thirteen, or something like that. But um. That's it. Like the bang, like they're gonna be fine. There's no reason to overreact. It's it's week one. It's on the road. It's Joe Burrow against the Browns, which for some reason has been a problem. He him. does not beat them. I, I don't know what he it does is. not beat them. But they're gonna be just fine. And 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 Cleveland, I'm still not confident about the quarterback. We'll see. He's got the talent, obviously. I just don't know if he could rekindle that talent. I mean, the guy's obviously gone through. A bunch of stuff, and maybe sometimes it's me being biased, rooting against the guy. But uh, I just I don't really see it for uh, Watson this year. But this division is going to be an absolute dogfight. I want to see I want to see it this weekend. It's a very interesting game Monday night in Pittsburgh. Uh, I want to see what he does there. Hopefully the weather's good. We can get a real read on him because there were a couple of throws that he made. I hope the ball slipped out of his hand or something, or he slipped or whatever, because there were some really ugly throws. But. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of this Browns team. You know, I, I kind of wanted to put them in the playoffs, and I didn't, and I yeah. kind of just held them off at 9-8. and eight, But I think with the playoffs about possibly opening up, I think it's a team that can definitely jump in there. They're going to yeah. great up front. Yeah. Great up front. It's going to come down to the quarterback. Miles Garrett is an absolute that, 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 I think that yeah. crossover, that was really Unreal. Cool. He's, cool. he's unreal. Uh, him, who's the best pass rusher in this division? Because Watt is ridiculous. Yeah, I probably get. It's tough because it, it I think you. I think you have to give it to Watt. I think you give it to Watt too, but it almost feels like they're two different guys because like Watt doesn't like like Watt's obviously intimidating looking, but like right. Garrett doesn't look like a human being. Right. Like Watt's a little, also so big Watt's also I think considered like an outside linebacker, and yeah. Garrett's a D end because he's, he's got DN. that more athletic. He's build big. Watt. He's huge. Yeah. Um, Steelers, my three star pick last weekend. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, that worked out. Not great. I mean, so uncharacteristic yeah. of this team and, and of Mike Tomlin to not have his team ready. Uh, they might have, you know, there were discussions about whether or not they should let go of Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, and they kept him. Jesus Christ, were they unpredictable. They were so predictable, excuse me, pre predictable um, against the 49ers. And again, I, I couldn't believe it. I could, and, they, and they obviously couldn't stop a lick, Purdy. 
I think Purdy's proven everybody wrong. If we're going to do a week one overreaction, it's 49ers are going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. One thing I will say, did you see this thing about Pickett getting possibly hurt? You see that video? Apparently yes. Pickett got slammed into like the ground early in the game. Too. Yeah, and he hit his head, and it was like he obviously had something wrong with them. So I don't know if Kenny Pickett was seeing 22 players on the defense instead of 11. He I don't know what happened. But yeah, Pickett's I, on the I still – I think that this could obviously – I think the Steelers are obviously one of those teams that could be just – week after week better and better you know the young quarterback we always talk about quarterbacks sort of having two different seasons and in one season that's what we saw with Lawrence last year the first half kind of seemed like its own season and the second half seemed like its own season and that's another guy Kenny Pickett who's in his second year now just like Lawrence was last year so Kenny Pickett is not going to turn to Trevor Lawrence by the way that's not what I'm saying at all but I think he's going to have a solid year I still believe in the Steelers team I think it would be an overreaction to say that you know they they're gonna suck no um but i think one of the slightly you know less overreactions here is i think the niners like you said might be pretty good yeah and we're gonna talk. we know the roster's great right we talked about that me and you were a little down on them we did our prediction show and we, we talked about them said we're a little down on them why do i say i'm down on them it's because of the quarterback and it's because of the interior offensive line We'll see for Brock Purdy. I don't know if he's going to get I'm, – I'm still waiting for that game for Brock Purdy to really get challenged and get exposed a little bit. You would think and it would have happened against Mike Tomlin week one. I mean, coming off a big injury. Yeah. You would have thought that would have been the spot And for I was him. waiting to see it happen last year in that Philadelphia game, but obviously Purdy got hurt in the beginning of the game, and the rest was history. Eagles got bailed once again. You drinking just straight syrup now? or what's Yeah, it tastes really good. It's like yeah. my dessert now. Yeah. Um, Eagles got bailed just like they did against the Patriots this weekend. Right, I mean, right. It's, it's yeah. all you're they moron, do. Yeah. It's all yeah. they know how That's to do. That's Giants fan coping. Listen, you're a closeted Eagles fan. We all know it. You don't have to pretend here and put on a front for everybody. Cause just because I picked the Dallas Cowboys to go to the play, uh, Super Bowl, people think I'm a closeted um, Cowboys fan now, too. Yeah. Listen, it's difficult being correct a lot, okay? It really is. And the fact that I wow. was just yeah. nail on the head, Good thing you don't have run, to deal with that. Yeah. Home run. With the Dallas Cowboys and how great they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, Giant fans. Yep. Like, you know, it, it sucks that they're in our division. Um, <laughs> the Ravens, just very quickly to round out the AFC North. Yeah. Uh, they were sloppy, but they won. And I, there's really not much I have to say about them other than Zay Flowers is going to be a really damn good football Yeah, they were, they were my three-star pick. Thank God that, you know, I got something mm. right last week. That didn't look good over a no, long no, it time. Looked, it, it, got, it was a little scary at one point, but I, 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 held, I held in there. Almost an 0-3 uh, week. You know, the top. obvious thing here, Dobbins is out. And you just I feel awful for the guy. I mean, <laughs> he's a great talent, and it was you almost – it was like you had to laugh. You know, you had to just be like, I can't believe this poor guy. No, he really got hurt. You know, what I, you know what I laughed at? Raheem Mostert on the he didn't practice today. Oh, knee injury. I oh, really? I, I, la- I laughed out loud. I got Devon A chain in fantasy. That's yeah. I I legit yeah. I legitimately laughed out loud. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no effing way. It's like every week, two or three, this guy bang, he's out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unreal. Um, but Lamar looked a little sloppy. Kind of a surprise. Where we, you know, we always talk about the Ravens always come out flying out of the gate, kind of like the opposite yeah. of the Bengals. Lamar, you said he's going to look like the the MVP the first four weeks of the season. I think it might be the opposite now, where you got this new offensive coordinator, Todd Monk, and it's going to take Justin. this team a little while to to 
to gel and Mark Andrews did not play, which is a big factor, right? You know, two best tight ends in the league didn't play. Did week Odell one. have a catch? I mean, I know he forced like two pass interferences. He, I don't think he had I don't a think catch. he had a catch. He, he might have had one catch. He he was active. I know there were two pass interferences. He had two catches him. for 37 yards. Yeah, so he's pretty good. That's my boy, Odell, you know? That's not your boy. But you hated um, him. Yeah, let's um, let's move on to here. We Another guy that your fan base has just flipped around on that you couldn't wait to kick out the door, and now everybody loves him. I can like him now. It's, it, we're we're past the point now. Okay. But anyway, let's um, let's move on. We were talking about the 49ers. Uh, let's get to the Dolphins here. Let's get to the Dolphins here because um, they looked pretty damn good against the uh, the Chargers. Yeah, you must have felt pretty good about your uh, division winner pick. You know what? <laughs> I don't want to say it, but like I got a lot of hate for that too. Like, oh, you have the Dolphins winning. Again, it's difficult Listen. being right all the time. But that offense, again, like the we mentioned before the season, Tua is an elite quarterback when he's healthy. Yeah. Elite. Yeah, no, he he is he's a top ten quarterback when he's healthy. First of all, that throw to Tyreek Hill on that fade was crazy. And the throw on the run down the field was oh, amazing. near the sideline, right? Yeah. No, rolling Fantastic. out to his left. running straight. No, running like when he was like running straight through the pocket broke and he ran straight and threw that like little wheel route to Tyreek Hill or whatever that route was. You gotta know what I'm talking about here. It was like all over. Oh, yes, spread. I do, yeah. but I'm talking about something different. Okay. To Smythe, I think it was. But what do we keep saying about this team, though? Is Tua going to stay healthy? That's the big thing. That's what we worry about the most with this team. And there's no predicting injury. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and criticize team for having quarterback injuries as I'm currently in a depressed state over that. But fully healthy, this team is a playoff team. Are we anticipating Tua Tagovailoa playing 17 games this year? If he does, that's the big question. If he does, they can win the damn Super Bowl. They can win. They're that good. They, they can win they, the Super uh, Bowl. They can win the Super Bowl. I'm just, he stays healthy. No, I don't think they can. I'm not sold on this defense still. The offense is phenomenal. Great the offense. offense is something, frankly, I don't know if we've ever seen before. I don't know if we've ever seen. Well, we've never seen the speed from two receivers yes. on the outside like that before. 100%. Is it one of? The, is it the best offense we've seen in years? No. No. It's not that it might it's it's not even it might not even be the best offense in the league. It's week one, right? But w- the one thing that can take down some of these elite teams like when we talk about well, you know, the Chiefs are just this indestructible force. Like no, like Hill and Waddle and Tua can can take them down. Like they could completely break a game no matter where you are, when you are. They can break a game open. Like they are a scary, scary I'm just, team. I'm not there yet with them. They are terrifying on offense. They are. They're good. I'm just no. They're good. W- just because of this one game, like ooh, those question marks are still there with health and with Tua's health. Well, I, I know you can't predict injuries, but like I don't want to predict injuries. I don't want to sit here and predict injuries. This is a problem with this guy in his career. And no, if it is. He takes a hit, a bad hit. What's gonna happen? But he is freaking good, man. He's a great quarterback. He's he great. really he he deserves more praise than what he, he gets. does. He was a guy who had a lot of negative energy around him coming into the draft. They're worried about his hip and this and that. Then he comes into the league and, you know, the joke started of Tua turned the ball over was his, his name. And over. he had, he had a, a rough rookie year and got benched for Fitzpatrick, came back in, got benched again. You know, it but he like wins. Rolling. But then they get Mike McDaniel, 
And he comes over, turns this offense into a great offense with Tyreek Hill coming over from Kansas City. And, you know, this isn't just Tua just dumping the ball off to Tyreek Hill and saying, go run wild. Like, he's one of the biggest things that Tua's doing and kind of breaking the narrative on is he's a great deep passer. Mm-hmm. You see you see the interview today, somebody said, uh, what do you think of the critics that um, still don't think you could throw the ball deep? And he was like, I don't care about the critics. I don't care about the critics. And he goes, 466, tell him to go watch the game right. last week. And he's 100% right. He has just completely broken that stigma. You know, and I think – I was just going to say about – Keep going, but I was gonna say Justin Herbert, like the poor guy. I just feel like he's always playing from behind and always gets like gets the short end of the stick. He's playing from behind, and he gets destroyed on the last play of the game. He has a bad coach, okay, a bad head coach, a team that just continue. They're also another curse franchise because they just continue to make stupid mistake after stupid mistake. The difference in the game was two points. Do you know how they? You oh, you were watching game Sunday. You see the field goal right before half? Yeah. Oh, terrible. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson is one of the, the worst free agent signings in the past five years. He might be the worst. He's a product of he New England's defense. He was absolutely horrendous last season. Got hurt, which saved his ass from having like an awful year. Comes back. Terrible pass Terrible game. I mean, like a terrible pass yeah. And listen. To, to Unnecessary, the, too. Unnecessary. He didn't have to do that. He could have just. There were three guys around. Yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. the receiver was, right before the half, there were like zero seconds left. Yeah. Tua just had the ball by midfield. Pass interference. Bang! Jason yep. uh, Sanders fifty-yard field goal. Yep. They take the lead at half, and that ends up being the difference in the game. So people want to say, "Oh, well, Herbert's overrated. Herbert's overrated." Like you know what? Yeah, sure. We may have thrown Herbert to this you know completely different level than maybe he was rushed there. But, man, does he not have a lot going right around him? And he's dealt with injuries up front, bad offensive lines. He's dealt with injuries to his weapons on the outside, dealing with a bozo of a head coach before Staley. I think Staley's a bozo. It hasn't been – so we want to talk about Herbert. Yeah, but he hasn't had everything go right for him in his career. Um, All right. What's – oh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Terrible. Terrible. All right. Uh, A team that both of us are very high on. Um, before we switch over to the Packers and Bears, team of both of us, we were high on Seattle Seahawks. And I might sound like a hypocrite and I might overreact. This might sound like an overreaction and it might be, but the problems that I think we thought they could have possibly had, because again, I didn't think the Giants had Super Bowl aspirations or play really, uh, you know, serious playoff team. I think we both thought Seattle was a serious playoff team. That's, I think, the difference between the Giants and the Seahawks here. So I shouldn't be called a hypocrite, although you could possibly. (laughs) Seattle's problems up front on both sides of the football, which were kind of like one of the reasons why we couldn't push them really over the edge, really showed up. They dealt dealt with an injury up front already. They lost their right right tackle. They just signed Jason Peters. They don't have a pass rush, and they get embarrassed at home by the Rams when a bunch of nobody's catching the football, a bunch of nobody's on defense, and Matthew Stafford played a great game. I mean, anytime your quarterback says, oh, my God, as oh, a defensive lineman so is running at funny. him, which, listen, I'd probably say the same thing if Aaron Donald was running full sprint at me, but you just fall down. Not worried. That's my reaction to the game. I'm worried. Not I'm worried, worried at worried. all about the Seahawks. I'm I mean, very worried. Yes, they had 95 passing yards as a team, and the Rams had 334. That's a problem. But yeah. it's one game. Know what you want. It's one game. It's a divisional game. Who knows? The Rams could be sneaky good this year. Like, they they, you know, like you, you, they, there's 
it's why we love to sit here and try and predict and say how the season's going to go and this and that. It's so impossible to do it, and you never see it coming. But the Rams could win 10 games this year. We have no idea. The Rams they looked could, good. They did look good. I think, again, I know their offensive line we talked about is not very good. But they played a bad front, so we don't really know how that. We'll see how they are use, against San Francisco. Use those two running backs a lot. Akers got a lot of touches, but so did Kyron Williams. Yeah. Was surprised Kyron by Williams that. looked better than Akers. I was surprised by that. You got Puku Naku. How do God? I can't even. I'm say not going to even try and say the name. I like my boy Tutu Atwell. But. Um, Six catches, 119 yards. Added him right before the game but started. But he kind of played that that uh, Cooper Cup role, Puku. Yeah, and he did a good job. And listen, I think that's why like Cooper Cup is great. But it's it's we all know like you could. He's not the most talented receiver in the NFL, even when he puts up those triple crown numbers. Like he's a top ten receiver in the league. He's a very good receiver. Yeah. But you put Justin Jefferson on the Rams, and he's going to do the same exact. And by thing. the way, Stafford looked really good in yeah. that game and yeah. a lot of people including i guess ourselves kind of wrote him off you know a lot yeah. of teams called about him in the offseason the, the jets called about him um right. he looked really damn good in that game and he still got a lot left him and i think yeah. i might like them this weekend against the uh the mm-hmm. 49ers we'll, we'll see oh cut we'll see uh vikings embarrassing game we're not really going to talk about that yeah. much um we do want to talk about though the packers and the bears yes because we both were proven wrong, proven right in that game. Fields played like, I mean, what the hell? High school defense. Yeah. Like, to even think that team was sniffing the postseason, yeah. this is not an overreaction, yeah. guys. This yeah. is a, oh, my God, we are terrible. Yeah. And it's so funny yeah. to watch Bears fans yeah. realize, like, yeah. holy crap, yeah. we are bad. Right. Now, listen. Don't let the high five confuse you. We're not going to sit here and, you know, I have nothing personal against Justin Fields. I'm not going to be a generational hater here. I might be. But the reason why the hate is so driven up is because of the praise that this guy got for no reason. And it pisses you off. You're like, why are we just anointing this guy as a top 100 player in the NFL and as this great quarterback and MVP candidate and blah, blah, blah. The only thing I liked about Justin Fields this year was I wanted him in fantasy football because the guy can run the hell out of the ball. That's it. You look at him play quarterback. He's got great escapability. He had some phenomenal escape plays last week, just doing a great job, keeping plays alive, getting first downs. The guy's not an accurate throw over the football. He panics when pressure comes his way. I mean, if I played Justin Fields, I would do five-man coverage, send six guys every single play. The guy just seems to absolutely poop his pants every time somebody runs at him. So... Chase Claypool might be the worst football player I've ever seen run on run on a field before. That compilation is something else. I mean, what the hell is that? He's he's gonna be, like, he's, he might be a healthy scratch. He they said he like might be a healthy scratch this week. Doesn't want to be out there. This guy Ryan Poles was brought in, young GM from Kansas City. I read up on him because the Giants got to hire him um, before they hired Shane. This guy was praised. I mean, like th- he was gonna save the franchise, and we talked about all the bad moves he's made. Edmund letting Roquan Smith go for basically nothing and bringing in Edmonds and paying him all this money yep. and trading what was literally a first round pick because the Dolphins didn't have a pick yep. last season. It was a, it ended up being a first round pick, the thirty second overall pick for Chase Claypool. Just an absolute dumpster fire over there in uh, in Chicago. And you know I saw on the national media today. I forget who posted it, but 
somebody's going to have to start answering questions. Somebody's going to have to start taking the blame because yep. there are expectations to at least take a step. And if they don't do that, it's to be the coach or the quarterback, and we're going to have to see. And Roquan Smith is a pretty damn good football player oh. that I'm sure they are missing right now. By the way, the Ravens are a fantastic organization. What did they do the second he got there? Extended. Gave him the extension yep. that he wanted, and rightfully so. Yep. Uh, just very quickly, because you know, going forward now, you know, the, the Packers are going to play in Atlanta this weekend, and I think the Packers are being a little overvalued here because, again, they played a terrible, terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Love is good. I, I liked you know what we saw from Love in the offense. But I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit. Like, I still think this is probably going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But pump the brakes a little bit. Right. Like, yeah. let's see it a little more. Yeah. Yeah, also, no Watson, which is on the on the contrary. Yeah. Something to be excited about for the but Packers. But I do want to I, I pump the brakes a little bit. Now, one thing I will say about love that I really loved, no pun intended, Ooh. was that first touchdown he had was, I think, something that was very promising where anytime you can you see a quarterback oh, where yes. his first read isn't open and the pocket's starting to close in on him and he still keeps he steps up in the pocket still keeps his eyes, eyes down, down the field, field and throws the strike to Romeo Dobbs Dobbs I'm never going to get that right um it was, to impre- get the it was impressive it, it really was yeah no he, and listen. Aaron Jones looked great now he he limped with that hamstring a little bit I think he's fine he should be able to play week 2 save my fantasy but, beat beat you in fantasy yeah. literally he beat you you know I would have beat you if Tony Pollard got that third touchdown, but they had to pitch it to Cavante. Probably would have beat me if the Giants didn't go down forty to nothing. Yeah, if it was a normal game yeah, for they, Tony Pollard, yeah. it, you they took him out. In the, for, I also was shocked they had him in the game with like twelve. With the minutes second left. touchdown, because I turned the game off. We played each other in fantasy, and I won yeah. by like four. And I turned the game off like in the second quarter. But when you were texting me and I saw he scored, I'm like, he's still in the game. Yeah, I'm like what the fuck are you doing? Come on, get him out. Save. It's raining. It's pouring. Just like it's done with Jones. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm trying to get my picks for this week. I still don't have those yet. Still <laughs> not doing locked after in. This. No, I know. I'm you know, I'm just I'm just I'm just searching here. I'm just searching. Um just quickly for week two, before we get to a little baseball. We got a Thursday night game tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Looks like the Viking Center is not gonna play. Christian Darasaw, their tackle, may not play. Okay, they all got a couple other injuries too at key positions. Yeah. I mean, what is going to happen? Oh, what are we doing to Kirk, man? Come on, dude. He's got this game, get are we allowed to bet Thursday night games for the star picks? No, no we do no not. Thursdays. It comes out after Thursday. If this was, I would. This would be my three star pick. Oh the Eagles God. are going to kill them. Yeah. I mean, they're going to kill them. It ain't going to be good. And this is. We saw what happened last year when the Vikings came to Philly in a primetime game. It's going to be the same thing again. Kirk's going to struggle a lot. Justin Jefferson, I'm sure, will have a nice day, kind of like we saw last week. This defense might give up 45 points. It's, it's Phil- bad. And listen, Philly didn't look good last week. They really didn't. They struggled um, against that New England defense, but I think this is going to be a nice Which, bounce back Which, by the way, spot, talking about the Vikings, it's funny the way NFL careers kind of progress. Baker Mayfield now has become like a – underdog like you kind of root for him story in my eyes at least a little bit like you kind of like all right the guy lost everything basically so now you just like everything he was the first overall pick for the browns he's supposed to be their savior and then he leaves they find a new quarterback he goes to carolina then to la and now he's in tampa like he's been all over the freaking place smart fans realize that wasn't a good choice um okay yeah 
Not many, uh, not many great games this weekend. Not gonna no, lie. not at all. No, not feeling Jet it. Jets Cowboys was supposed to be the best game of the week. That would have been a great game. Still don't mind the Jets this weekend. <sighs> no, I, I don't either. Of, but we got the two Monday I'm night games. Never gonna get over this, aren't I? You're not. You're not gonna get over it. We got the two Monday night games. Interesting Sunday night game. We'll talk about that. Um, Another little episode we do, but um, yeah, the the games are the, not the foreshadowing that you do is ridiculous. Yeah, I just got to say this right now before we kind of move on here. I really like the Patriots. <laughs> like I saw stop, a lot in that stop, week one game. Stop and stop. I mean, just no, stop. Please stop. Well, what did you see? What did you see in that week one game? Yeah, sure. They played a nice second half. That's well, what added, the Patriots are. That's why we picked them to go seven and ten. Well, they added two more because wins. They added be, two more wins to their schedule after what happened over the weekend on Monday. I I literally said this when I was leaving MetLife Stadium. I said to my friends, guys, the everybody talks about the first six weeks of the season. I am least confident against the Patriots now. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. I said, I said, we are playing the defending Super Bowl champion. I feel better. And the defending <laughs> NFC champion. I feel better in those two games than Zach Wilson against the Patriots. Oh, it's no, it's going to be brutal. He's, yeah. They're going to kill him. No. So they did add two wins there. So we'll I, see. We're not going to be able to score. It's going to be like last year. We're going to score three points. Bill Belichick just knows how to get in this guy's freaking head. Last ten minutes here. Let's um, let's do some baseball quick. Um, we'll start. I'll just kind of do this here. Uh, the Mets signed David Stearns to be their president of baseball operations. Um, listen, this is a guy that Steve Cohen wanted for literally two years, and Steve Cohen did not hire a president of baseball operations for two years to wait for this guy's contract to run up with uh, Milwaukee. He wanted to be here. He grew up a Mets fan. He's from New York. He's 38 years old. The move is being compared to you know what the Dodgers did with Andrew Friedman, who was the best executive in baseball. Came from a small market, did a lot with a little – and Stearns did the same thing in Milwaukee, and now he's coming to a big market team. They think he's going to have the same impact Friedman had with the Dodgers. J.M. shaking his head no, although he told me before he didn't know anything about David Stearns. No, I was saying that I don't know if Andrew Friedman is the best executive in the game. I'd probably give Friedman. that to Anthopoulos. How the hell do you say his name? The I would go, I would go Friedman over him still. I'd say Andrew Friedman's a better executive. There's no way. Yeah. Look at all the trades the Braves have made, the guys that they have locked up for the next eight years. They have a freaking dynasty, and they're the best team in baseball All right, right now. maybe. Maybe Come I'm on. wrong. Maybe it's 1A1B. Maybe it's 1A1B. The guy that no, actually runs the, the Astros now, Dana Brown, he was a big part of the uh, Braves building up the way. He was like the – I forget what position he held, but he was a big part of the way the Braves built this team too. Now he's with the Astros, so have fun with that in the AL. But – um. Yeah, I'm really happy about this. Uh, another Mets fan running the team. Cohen wanted his guy. He got him. I mean, there's really nothing else. So uh, now, like, Billy Apple is just, like, the GM. Demoted. Technically demoted, yes. I don't know how it works. Like, I don't really yeah, know, know exactly how it works. They're friendly. They're friends. Yeah. They're good friends. Okay. How's that going to work in the workplace when David I really, Stearns wants one guy really and Apple says, yeah. David Stearns. I, it's David right. Stearns. He's like, got the final say. Whoever, whoever David Stearns wants to do, I want to do, okay? Actually, whatever Steve Cohen wants to do is what happens. I, you know, well, kind of kind of not. I mean, you know, Cohen, Cohen's the boss, but he's not really the boss. I mean, he doesn't direct baseball operations. I see it's on our sheet here. Uh, bidding war with Steve Cohen and this Yamamoto coming out of Japan. Good luck, bro. Thanks. <laughs> Good luck. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Cashman, uh, what's the first name? Is it Yoshibu? Yoshibu. Yoshibu Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Yo, no, Yo, Yoshinobu. Oh, God. 
Let's go. Let's We're do really this. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. There we go. We're just going to call him Yamamoto. The next Masahiro Tanaka, he, but better. He might be better. He's going to be paid handsomely, as oh, I yeah. wrote in my notes here. Yes. Um, 29 scouts at his no hit. Sorry. Come on. I'm excited. I'm a little excited. Stop punching the freaking desk. Um, God. He's going to scream at me after I read this. Child. Um, <laughs> there were 29 scouts at his last start in which he threw a no-hitter, including Brian Cashman sitting in the front row. Right. Uh, Billy Epler's been down there earlier in the season. A lot of people want this guy. Um, so, but, you know, Steve Cohen wants him. Blank check, right. please. No, there we go. Okay. No, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. No. It's an easier alternative to Otani, right? Because, you know, Otani's not pitching okay. whoa, anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. What? <laughs> what did you just say? It's an easier alternative no, Otani. it's not. He's easier to sign than Otani's okay, easier to he sign. He cannot swing a bat. Well, pitching wise. Oh, oh, sure. If Shohei Otani was just a pitcher, he wouldn't be celebrated like he is. For the Mets and the Yankees who have no shot, basically, at signing Otani, it's easier to sign Yamamoto uh, than it is Otani. What do they have in common besides that? Like they're both from Japan. Like I don't. They're see both the... great pitchers. Okay, but like, <laughs> they're both why great is pitchers. he being compared to Otani? Because the Mets and the Yankees are going to need a pitcher. Otani, although he's but Otani is this a year. forty-five home run hitter. I think the money that he's going to be making is. This is I don't. I really don't know where you're going with this right now. No, it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. It makes sense. He's this an easier alternative. This is like me. <laughs> oh, God, go. I don't even know. I'm the king of analogy. I can't even come up with one right now. It's like if Otani, you know, Otani's a free agent, and I'm like, oh, you know, Max Fried is a great alternative to Shohei Otani. It's like, what? What? What does that even mean? It's an easier signing to make. He's a pitcher. He's from Japan. He's really good. I think what you're trying to say is they don't have a chance at getting Otani. So this if you want to feel good and have a big offseason acquisition, this is, this is the guy. This is easier okay. for the Mets and the Yankees. Okay. Yes, that's what I mean, 100%. Okay. Well, why don't we explain it a little better next time? All right, Mike. I just said that okay, five Mike. seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jesus Christ. Max Scherzer. Yeah, how you feeling about that? I'm sure you celebrated today. I, did, I didn't. I don't. I yeah. don't celebrate. Yeah, injury. you did a little. Dance. I really, I really don't celebrate. Low injury. life. I don't. I don't celebrate injuries at all. Okay. Mm, but sure. I mean, did I put a smile on my face? Right. Yeah. A little bit. Nice. You want to trash the organization on your way out? Yeah. How's the postseason for your team? Who, by the way, you had no help in helping them try and get to the postseason. They got worse basically when you got there. Team sucks. Team's not going to make the playoffs. I really am rooting on the Rangers' downfall. No, please, Chris Young, take. Jacob DeGrom, our other broken piece. Take Max Scherzer, who's been broken for two years now. Take him, please. Because every time we need Max Scherzer in a big spot, guess what he did? He crapped the bed. So please, get him out of my face. You guys suck. And I don't even care if Luis Angel Acuna turns into a bust or he's a superstar. You guys got fleeced in that deal. Anyway. I can't wait for... I missed Mets Merlo. We were missing him for a little bit. I'm back. David yeah. Stern's got me back. Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> and by the way, I love the fact they're going to have no expectations next year. I want to be that team. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could be a what? Oh. You could be for a, now, you have no expectations. For next season. Just for next let's, season. Let's let's talk in March. Okay. 2024, let's, the expectation is not going to be well, you World You don't Series. even know what the roster looks like. 
I don't. They you're could saying just say Steve Cohen's going to a blank check this, blank check that. Let's let's wait till March, and then you're wearing your Mets hat on our prediction show and saying, I think this team might win 95 <laughs> games. I hope not. I hope we think the Braves are going to wipe the floor with them, and then yeah. they do wipe the floor with them, and they sneak in a wild card and go on a run. That's what I want. That's what I want. By the way, before we get to Dominguez, Ronald Acuna is a piece of crap. Oh my okay? God. I've never been on the side of a <laughs> Philadelphia on a Philadelphia sports fan more than I am right now. You see what Rob Thompson said this morning on uh, radio? No. He said, what did you think of Acuna celebrating his home run? Act like you've been there before. Yeah, right. Ronald. Why don't you act like you've been there before, okay? That's I can't sorry. stand it. Like, the cliche, Ronald, though. You can't. Ronald Acuna is my saying. least favorite player in baseball. I cannot stand him. Cannot stand Ronald I thought it was Acuna. Trey Turner. No. Trey Turner's been through enough. He's actually has these people feeling bad for him. You imagine how Philadelphia fans feeling bad for you? Jesus Christ. Um, I hate Ronald Acuna. He's no What about one. Max Scherzer? Mm, Scherzer's up there, too. He's two. God, you've had some other bad guys that you don't like. I, you know, I don't hate Bryce Harper anymore. Really? He's, like, been humanized, I think, by Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I don't like him. Uh, who else do you hate? The entire Braves roster. I hate Spencer Strider. I hate everybody on Matt Olson. Do, they're amazing. I can't stand Matt Olson. I can't stand Ozzy. Oh, I can't stand Albia. Marcelo Zuna, Eddie mm. Rosario, the entire team. I can't stand yeah. anybody I like. Unless Freed wants to come here in a couple of years, then I like Freed. But other than no, that, of course, yeah. yeah. Now you love him. Jason Dominguez. Yeah. Tommy John, why don't yeah. you speak? I mean, what... Nice injury. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, he'll be all right. Like it's you know, the Tommy. You hear Tommy John, your heart drops, but he is a position player, so he's not going to be out for a year. Um, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, and we were talking about Bryce Harper or whenever the hell that was, and Otani. And we were saying, you know, these guys that have Tommy John, how do they come back as hitters? And Harper's had his struggles this year. He's all he's had his ups, he's had his downs. He's so. been good. Dominguez is a guy that you want playing center field. This isn't a guy you're just going to DH. You know, part of his game, what makes him so good is he's a center fielder and he's got a good arm and he's fast and he can play the outfield well. So if he comes back, uh, you know, later than expected, then that's a big blow for this team. You're hoping you'll have him back by opening day. He's getting the surgery right away, but that's a big thing. Might be an unrealistic ask. I think it's possible. We'll see what happens. Harper is back onto, you know, Bryce Harper numbers. I mean, you know, after tough so he got 17 home runs, uh, 888 OPS, like he's back to normal. He had the surgery late in the offseason, which really made no sense, which had to miss time. He has a surgery right now, which I didn't know he's having the surgery now. He's like having it right away. That's a good thing. Right. Bring him back in June. Right. I I've heard Yankee fans like really being upset about this and I would be upset too, but you know, he'll be back next year. He'll be good. <sighs> yeah. Um that's going to do it. Yeah. Am I allowed to smack my leg? Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Uh, I mean, if you need to smack something. It's probably going to oh, – wow. It's yeah. probably going to come back up on the audio. Anyway, <laughs> that was a fun episode. Yeah, was it? Got a lot. Got a lot done in that episode. I had but, to vent um, a little bit. It's just – I hope it felt good. I didn't even text him I, it like after it happened. Like, I didn't even text JM. Until I'm really – I'm not doing well. If, for, I, I've gotten a little better today, I will say. <laughs> Not doing well. Monday night was awful. I mean, oh my god! And then two, two you, you ever get bad news, and then you go to bed and wake up the next morning. It's the first thing that hits your mind. You're like, wow. Well, yes, my wish that morning was a dream. ruined. Yeah, that was me. Um, the Rogers, I the Rogers Instagram post helped. Knowing like him talking to the fans and knowing where he, he's alive. Well, he was always he's alive. alive. He was like, always alive. You know, Hearing him speak for the first time was nice. Um, Sunday's going to suck. Watching Zach Wilson on that field is going to suck, even if he plays well, just knowing it could have been eight. What's the score of that game? 23-6. 
Jets are covering. 23-6 Dallas. Get to the three picks, that three-star segment, and I'll let you know the Jets are freaking covering. Yeah, listen. Check out our socials. Check out our YouTube. Betting show coming out Saturday morning. Tune in for that. I'm getting off to a good start. Two and one, three stars. I'm feeling good. So uh, let's do this thing. Catch you later.